If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Oh boy, this uh, was an exciting episode. This um, needed to happen. Yes, it needed to happen. Uh, you know, Mind Pump, one of our, our, our pursuits in this space is to try to get the fitness industry to be a little bit more effective in the long term. And there's a lot of people in, in the industry that um, do things that we don't think are done with integrity, um, whether it's workout programs or pills that promise to make you lose 30 pounds in 30 days and all that other crap. And so there's a company called Beachbody that's out there, and they're the number one seller of fitness workout programs in the world. This is a billion-dollar Company. It's a multinational corporation. They have infomercials, multi-level marketing, e-commerce. They sell uh, weight loss supplements and fitness workout videos and all that. And so, in this episode, we break it all down. We we do a review of mainly their workout programs and talk about what we like and what we don't like. You may be familiar with some of their programs. P90X uh, is one of them. Uh, Body Beast is another one. Um, these are uh, extremely popular programs in terms of sheer number of sales. And so we go through and we break them down and we give our review and we are totally honest and raw. There is no holding anything back. So you get our true opinion of what we think of both the company and their workouts in this episode. Uh, now, before we start the episode, uh, I want to remind everybody that Maps Anywhere is 50% off. Now, Maps Anywhere is the workout program that we designed that requires no gym access or exercise equipment. So it's a workout you could do at home, on the road, or in your office. And extreme, it's extremely effective. To get the 50% off, go to mapswhite.com. That's M-A-P-S-W-H-I-T-E.com. And use the code ANYWHERE50. That's A-N-Y-W-H-E-R-E-5-0, no space, for the discount. Um, and that's it. So without any further ado, here we are reviewing... The mega company, Beachbody. Recently, we did uh, an episode, um, one of our Q&A episodes, and one of the questions was asking us about our opinion on Beachbody. And uh, you guys know Beachbody, they, the creators of uh, the best-selling hmm. fitness programs in the world. They're, 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 they're a, a monster. They're a billion-dollar company, right, Doug? Yeah, I, I believe so. And if I think, you stay up late enough, you're going to see a commercial. And I think, I think their fitness programs alone makes up for like half of that revenue. I think the other half has to do with their supplements, supplements and stuff like that. And they have, have kind of like a multi-level marketing uh, type of uh, you know breakdown or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, we gave our honest opinion. Um, and uh, boy, did it cause a lot of controversy. It's It was one of the most... Yeah. commented on answers I think we've done in a long time. I was actually surprised by the response from that. Like, they didn't even see it coming from us for some reason. Yeah. Well, the unfortunate part is I think it just, it offends somebody who bought it, right? So it, I think that's, maybe it comes off that way when we were talking about it, because I think we just kind of glazed over it real quick and just shit on it and then mm -hmm. moved along versus really diving into it. Mm -hmm. And then if you're somebody who's invested in one or two or multiple of their programs, uh, maybe you feel like an asshole a little bit for that. And yeah. I don't think that was the intention Like from us was to do that. It was just us answering a quick Q&A. It's also we're just being uh, honest. If you, yeah. want, if you want our opinion, and our opinion is based on uh, our experience uh, training lots of people. We've, as you've, if you've listened to the podcast for more than one episode, you know that we've, we were trainers for 
decades, you know, two decades, trained lots and lots of clients and then trained lots of trainers uh, that train lots of clients. So by proxy, we probably have trained or helped train thousands of people. Um, and these were everyday average people, most of many of which we actually were in front of, we touched, we saw their results, we saw how to you know change their, their workouts. And when you've trained people for a long time, um, the experience you gain um, is invaluable. You start to learn how to program and, and write workout, workouts for people. Um, and so we just gave our honest opinion. And if we like something, we say that too. Um, now, we feel comfortable talking about a company like Beachbody and giving our honest opinion because they're a monster. This mm -hmm. is a company that dwarfs uh, Mind Pump tremendously. They're yeah, a we're, huge not, we're not picking on some small up-and-coming business that's struggling to get by. No, no, no. Again, like you said, Adam, uh, they are uh, probably close to a billion-dollar company. They own the fitness workout program market. Um, now, there's a lot of fitness programs that are out there some are better than others, um, but in terms of pure revenue and people reached, I don't think anybody comes close uh, to Beachbody. No, and I mean, we've done a pretty thorough breakdown of why we have you know a difference of opinion with CrossFit, but we just haven't, and, and, and they're bigger than CrossFit. Far bigger. You know, far bigger. It's, it's more of a household name. I know a lot of people out there probably have at least one of their programs or know, you know one of their family members has gone through their programs. So I definitely think that we need to do a better job of addressing some of the issues we well, have. Well, it's a household name for one major reason, uh, I think. And know, I'm glad you're going here, Adam, because people will say things like, well, if they're, if they're you know, if you guys are in a career, why are they so good? Why, why are they everywhere? If they're not good or whatever, right. why are they everywhere? Like, what are they doing right? Well, w one, they were, they weren't the first to market, but they were one of the first to market. So they were early adopters uh, online with the at-home workouts. You know, we know that like the Jane Fondas and stuff were some of the very first people to do that. But they were really t took it mainstream to the male market and the general population and then to all these subcategories. And really what they did well was the marketing piece. Uh, they just they were the first to do a really good job of marketing to the masses. And when you're the first ones to get there, and then you start you it's it's a snowball effect. You start making a good amount of money and then they keep pouring it back into mm -hmm. the marketing side. And they were brilliant at that. They were absolutely brilliant at they gave, and I think a lot of what uh, when we talk about them, and I think they're why that we have a chip on our shoulder about a company like that is because they're an example of the opposite of what we represent. We're we're trying to present people really good information. We're not just trying to market and sell to people, and that's it's a it's hard to do that. They represent yeah. they represent um, a lot of what is wrong with the fitness industry. Now let me explain, okay. One of the, and this is a general statement I'm going to make, so not just for Beachbody. This is just a general statement through uh, directed at the fitness and health, weight loss, muscle building industry at large. The value is placed on getting people's attention and marketing, and very little time, energy, and value is spent on actually really, truly helping people, okay? And so Beachbody is a great representation of that because if you look at them, um, you can see that they do a phenomenal job getting people's attention. Oh, the packaging? Oh, it's and uh, the videos mm -hmm. and the hype. Uh, I mean, you get DVDs, you get online print stuff, you get the diet that comes with it, you get the tan buff guy in a tank top. I mean, you get it all, and you get the different yeah. versions of each you know program. You get some that are you know the cowboy fitness and urban fitness and you know different types of things. 
they do that phenomenally well because before that, the 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 dominant um, like video at home workout programs were like Jane Fonda, um, uh, Denise something I can't remember her name as well. She was a, another big one, and they were mainly these at home for women uh, workout plans. Um, and they 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 were advertised that way. Beachbody comes out and kind of, in my uh, uh, from my understanding, was one of the first ones to really market something that looked more hardcore and was uh, also towards men, yeah. like P90X Insanity. That was like one of the first I would say at home programs that men really purchased um, at large. Right? right before that, I can't think of. Of any others, uh, you know, before that, so so they they took the the old model and just made it more effective and better, and they dominate uh, again. They dominate the market. So, looking at how they do that, and here's the thing with uh, with the this is something that we've talked about since day one. It's not just about uh, complaining and saying something's not good. We got to look and see what they're doing right because if we want to do something better. We have to see what they're doing that's right so that we could, you know, kind of fight fire with fire type of deal. Well, yeah, one thing I noticed in going through their videos and also like some of their marketing promotional uh, like like infomercials, they as you're going through this workout, you're literally doing the workout with them. And so it's like you have somebody is almost like a built in gym buddy that's going through that. And then also you have two examples. You have somebody doing the workout. Then you also have, you know, a regression to that exercise, which I thought was actually smart to show uh, somebody going through that exercise. But if you struggle with it, here's another option for you. Yeah, well, yeah. They did a really good job of this, too. Like, we sometimes because we see this in our in our uh, with our within our peers in our space is sometimes uh, as trainer fitness professionals and trainers we tend to market and and speak to uh, ourselves right we're we're a lot of times talking to our community the people that you see in the gyms mm-hmm. other trainers mm-hmm. the way we talk about things uh, the types of things we talk about the level that we talk at sometimes. And what they did really, really well was they said, you know what, we're not going to worry about those 12% of mm-hmm. the population. We're going to worry about the other 80, 88% of the population. Make it all relatable. And yeah, and, and and target the people that are intimidated to come in the gym. Mm-hmm. Target the people that don't know any better the difference of phasing workouts and sets and reps and things like that. And we're going to really address that group of people. And they did that really well. And so I think that's the, the positive side also about them is – you know, and, and that was the defense that we heard like on our forum. You know, what I love about our private forum is they will, anytime we say something like that, they do like to challenge and, and they like to start discussions on there and we have it. And there was quite a few people that have now found Mind Pump and they felt, well, I would have never found Mind Pump had I not first found Beachbody because they, they were the ones that introduced me to working out and exercise. And because of that, I've now found you guys. So they did a good job of getting people that may be too intimidated to go to the gym Mm. into working out. Now, here's my argument uh, against that is if uh, beat. okay, did Beachbody get these people to think about getting fit and healthy or did these people think to themselves, I want to get fit and healthy and then look for the most popular popular thing that was out there, Right. in which case was Beachbody. In other words, if Beachbody never existed – it would have been the next most popular thing. And that's the big question. Right. Did they really get a bunch of people who would have never considered their own health and fitness to get into the space to think about those things? Or was it just the first thing 
on the list once the person made up their mind and said, I needed to work maybe. out. Does that make sense? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But they, I mean, what they do a really good job of too is they, they really check off all the boxes. Mm. Uh, you want meal ideas and a diet? It's on there. You want a workout sheet so you could track along to that? It's in there. You want a follow along video? It's in there. You want an app to do it? It's in there. It's they really have uh, they really kind of checked all the boxes that the average per you want something that you could do at home and you mm -hmm. don't need a gym required? It's in there. Mm -hmm. Like they did a really good job of kind of checking all the boxes to to leave those people Here's what and simplifying the process, which uh, you know, I could argue you know, a lot of them are too simple in the way they deliver some of these things, but uh, in, in terms of like your consumer getting into something like that, where uh, they they're overwhelmed, like this is a whole new thing that they're trying mm -hmm. to get themselves involved in. Let's simplify that process on a level where they're like, okay, I can just step into this and I can get going. This is what it reminds me of. Okay, and, and right on the back of what you guys are saying right now, this beach body programs, workout programs, remind me very strongly of the healthy processed food market, okay? Mm -hmm. So when you go to the store and you're just starting to learn about getting healthy or you're just starting to think about it, you're like, you know what? I need to start eating healthy. Um, every morning I have Lucky Charms for breakfast. So I'm going to look in the healthy section. They're magically delicious. I'm going to look in the healthy section of cereal. So now you're looking for cereal and you're looking at the box and they check all the things. Oh, uh, no preservatives. Okay, that's good. Uh, oh, it's got extra fiber. Okay, that's good. Oh, added protein. Oh, the title of the cereal is healthy something or you know uh, homemade something or whatever that sounds healthy. I'm going to get this cereal because this checks all the boxes and it's healthy. Great now, for, for those of us in the space, we know that 99% of that is packaging and marketing. Just because you buy a cereal that says fortified with vitamins, added fiber, added protein, does not make it healthy. Now, it may be healthier than Lucky Charms. Th than Lucky Charms, right? It's yeah. one step up better than the right. Worst, right. So, so you it may so doing a workout is usually better unless you're hurting yourself. That is or such a it. great analogy because that's exactly how I feel about the workouts. Is and that and that's when people defend it like, oh, I wouldn't, I would have never got started on the right path. Like, okay, you're right. Like it, it's better than you sitting on the couch and eating fire Cheetos. hundred yes. percent. Yes. It, it is better than that. Yes, right. Yes. But it, it, a little bit less diarrhea. It reminds me of, uh, I had a client a long time ago who, you, you know, and she was really starting to get into trying to get fit and healthy. So she came in, started talking to me about personal training. And so I asked her, just like I ask all uh, potential clients, I'll say, hey, you know, what have you been doing? Like, tell me about what you've been doing now and what led you here. And she said, well, one of the first things I did was start to change my diet. And I said, well, how did you change your diet? She says, well, now I eat Special K cereal um, twice a day. So I eat it for breakfast and for lunch. I said, okay. I said, now what made you do that? She goes, well, I know Special K is supposed to be healthy. And they said, if you eat two bowls a day instead of breakfast and lunch, that now... Now, granted, those two bowls of cereal were less calories than she was eating before, and they were better than the donut that she had in the morning and the slice of pizza that she had for lunch. And so it was a, an improvement, and she did notice a little bit of weight loss, and she did notice that she was a little bit healthier. Now, obviously, when she worked with me, we progressed her out of that. But again, uh, it's that processed food of health. And now here's the deal. If you're a big uh, company making uh, trying to attract a market with food, Again, let's say you're Kraft or General Mills or whatever, and you're trying to attract people and you want to sell foods that are quote-unquote healthy or, or, or appear to be healthy, 
99% of the time, money, and energy spent on that food is not on making it healthy. It's on making it taste good and look healthy. That's what you're spending all your money on because that's what people, especially in the early stages of trying to get healthier, they, they still value taste so much. So these programs that we're talking about with Beachbody, and the reason why we criticize them uh, so heavily is because, and I know this because I went through their programs. I'm not speaking out of my ass. We, we actually bought some of the programs, went through them. I, I broke them all down. Didn't take me long to see what they were doing. And I've seen other programs of theirs uh, before as well because I've had clients bring them to me. But when you look at their programs, it, it's, it becomes crystal clear. And anybody who's been a personal trainer for over 10 years will see the exact same thing. Who's a good trainer will see the exact same thing. 99% of the time, energy, and money spent on these beach body programs is spent on how good they look and how fun they look and the marketing, the packaging. Mm -hmm. 1%. I guarantee you the, the time spent on writing the workout was 1% of all the time spent on the program. Oh, to the point that the the guys in the videos, like, I mean, I know what it takes to build a physique that's, you know, 200-something pounds and, you know, strong enough to lift, you know, bench press 300-something pounds, and that guy is not doing, you know, 50-pound dumbbell presses on a stability ball and chest flies for his workout. Like, so they promote it as if this guy trains this way. And you can tell by the way his build and his physique is that he absolutely doesn't work out that way. You don't build that kind of mass on somebody's body by training this way. Well, think about it this way: if when 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 they put out a program and they say um, and they pick a face for the program, they're not picking someone who wrote the workout. No, even though they're saying that this is the guy that's doing the workout, they're picking someone who looks a particular way. The workout is written by some people in the back and they're just like, oh, cool. We need some chest exercises. What's fun? What's entertaining? Let's test this on a test group. So when you have a company that's worth a billion dollars, what you typically do is you have a test group. So they'll have 15 people in a room and they'll have them do different workouts. And at the end, they'll say, rate, rate the workout at the end. Mm -hmm. Now, I this, this is the truth now. As a trainer, someone who's worked with people a long time, that is a terrible way to judge whether or not a workout is good because right. oh, yeah. here's what you're going to get. The average person off the street, or if I get a test group, the workout they're going to rate as the best is the one that's going to make them sweat the most, Yeah, and that was the or most fun. fun. That was yeah. it. So creativity is highly encouraged and also sweating and feeling sore. <laughs> and so that's basically the parameters of whether or not you had a successful workouts, which... Uh, and we can unpack that, you know, through the rest of this episode. But I think that, uh, you know, that's a that's a major point of of everything that they're trying to engineer in these workouts. It's all based off of experience and experience being, uh, you know, the driving force, not necessarily adaptation and and, and actually changing your body to uh, what you're in there for. Well, so. think about it. When, when we were all first became trainers, um, <clears throat> early days, like first year as a personal trainer, first couple years as a personal trainer. The way that we wowed our clients or the way that we brought value to them was how? Yeah. Fun, exciting, different, yeah. high energy. Creative exercises. That was all the value uh, that I would bring to my client, that I was trying to bring my clients. Now, as a result of that, I had higher turnover. Clients didn't stay with me very long because that doesn't last very long. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get the long-term success that I found later on, and it required less education from me. Now, as I got more experienced... I started to train people properly, but it also required a lot of education on my part because the person coming in, they don't know. 
All they know is, is the workout fun? Is it exciting? Why am I, I want to get real sore. I want to feel like I just got beat up and I have to educate the client. That's why we have a podcast. We educate people and tell them, no, those are not metrics of an effective workout. It's not how you measure an effective workout. I need to get you past this because otherwise you'll never get long-term success. To that point, how many uh, how many made-up set names did they have? Did you for the beast? At least four or five of yeah. the, of the yeah. different compounds: super set, king set, yeah. multi set. Like yeah, four the, set. Yeah. yeah, that was what one of that. That was one of the programs that we bought and looked at because uh, there was a couple. There was a couple people on our forum who were like, "Well, I did the body beast, and it looks like a you know a good uh, you know building muscle building split." So we bought it and we looked at it. And going to be totally honest. So uh, if it was great, I would I would say it. And, and by the way, present to me a good program, and I'll tell you it's great. I don't care who's if they're a competitor. Which or we not. do that all the time. We do mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and some of the best workout programming you'll ever find are strength sport programming. We've talked about this in the past, mainly because the results are so objective. Like if it either makes you compete high at a higher yeah. level as a powerlifter or not. You're either lifting more weight or you're not. Yeah, it's pretty simple. So uh, so anyway, we looked at this program, and it's just a. It's just your run-of-the-mill split, um, and there was no real time or energy put into the program. Not, I can tell. It's not just a run-of-the-mill split. It's it's, it's circuit-based. It, it, yeah, it's circuit-based. The, the the exercise selection is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not, the, it's not I that mean, great. I mean, the best exercise in there is a dumbbell press. And then the re- the rest of them, they get the Sven they get the Sven press superset with a, to a fly like yeah. what are you doing alternating them the, the the movement choices that they have and then every the, the the way they decide the the rest periods right so the rest periods I think are, all of them are ninety seconds and then a, and a superset and they kind of maintain that they're the first week I think is like a body part split and then it moves into a two two muscle group and then it goes into the final phase which is the uh, circuit full body circuit where it's cardio and that it just no, it's not real phasing actually right there's uh there's no real strength phase no. um in the program it's that's just absent it just me. goes yeah. from easier harder harder that's all it does yeah that's the they p- shorten the rest periods mm-hmm. they add they add more they uh, superset the exercises and then they turn it into circuits so all so the, the way they create their phases if they were phases you know blocks however you want your exercise blocks however you want to categorize this is just by increasing the intensity through shortened uh, rest periods and adding exercises. Yeah, at the, and, and like there was like one was called like beast, one was called bulk, one was called build. Yeah. Um, but th- there is no real understanding. Um, and again, I, you know, I don't want to sound hypercritical. Okay, this is just I'm uh, I'm trying to maintain as much integrity as possible here, and be honest. I I looked through the program and I can tell whoever wrote it. Uh, doesn't have an understanding of how the body adapts. Either there is that- no strength phase. There is no phase on, uh, you know, how there is no balance on correct uh, on potentially causing muscle imbalances and issues. There is no uh, understanding and value of the, you know, the, the different ranges of motion that muscles may experience and how you apply tension. Um, there is none of that understanding. It's a very straight. You know, get a pump, straight sets. Uh, you know, or, or excuse, excuse me, uh, you know, body part split type routine, and it's not even a great body part split. Uh, to be honest with you, if you want to do a body part split and you want to do something basic, just do your run of the mill bodybuilding body part split. You can find free online. They're written uh, even better than this one, and and this is the one that I had the most hope for. Um, don't even get me started on their other programs like P90X and Insanity and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, which is yeah. all. That's all intensity based. You could swap the exercises totally different out. Totally demographic there. Oh yeah, and that's their 
those are the most popular sellers. Yeah. I know P90X, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is one of the number one selling fitness programs all all time. Well, because it's, I mean, it's so creative. Like there's just so many different types of exercises they kind of merge together in this program, and it's, I mean, the the, the biggest selling point for it is muscle confusion. It's you ne- you're never really going to do the same thing. Like mm. you're always going to switch it up. Well, P90X did a good job of, uh, you know, talking about market and timing. That's always so important. There was a time, if you guys remember, in the last 15 years, uh, that you know, plyometrics hit the scene and became very popular. Mm-hmm. They were the first ones to capitalize on plyos in an online mm-hmm. type of a program. So that is what really, uh, I think, made that program sell so much was, you know, right when the science started coming out where people were pr- talking about the benefits of plyometrics and we were seeing that hit all of the fitness space, they were the first ones to capitalize on that by creating a program wrapped all around it. But yeah. I'll never forget when my dad bought that program. My dad bought that program, whatever, 10 years ago or more. And you're a trainer? Yeah. Were you know, like, oh, dad. Well, dude. you know, <laughs> he knows I'm. We, we live far apart from each other and, you know, I'm all for him trying to get in shape. And he's like, hey, son, you know, I bought this, you know, P90X program and I've, I've been doing it for the last couple of weeks. And I love it. I'd love for you to take a look at it. And, you know, I, the, the positive things I had to say about it is they had some pretty good general rules nutritionally, which is ironic, right? Because it's about an ex- exercise program. The, the stuff that I had positive to say about it had to do with the food that they were recommending and I thought was pretty decent. Uh, but the programming was awful. I mean, I'm looking at my dad, who's at this time, I think he's in his mid mid 50s or so who is doing, you know, jump lunges and ice skaters oh. and so that. And I'm going like, oh, my God, Dad. And he's like, oh, I'm down like 15 pounds. I said, well, Dad, you're down 15 pounds because this shit is hard. And you cut yeah. your calories. Yeah, you're, you're eating better. You're making better food choices, and you're moving intensely for an hour. The, it, it, the, here's the thing. You could take the exercises out of there and swap them out. With you anything. could swap them out, do it literally almost with any exercise, follow the same tempo, and guess what? Same results. You're gonna you're gonna get the same results. It's all about burning calories um, and eating less calories. In which case, put the video on. Here's the thing: put the video on of your P90X, and rather than doing all the exercises, just do jumping jacks yeah. in place or run yeah. in place, yeah. jump rope and push up, and, push-ups, and, yeah. jumping push ups, jumping, same same effect. There you go. And there's no, again, there's no emphasis on the workout program, the most important part. Now, this is a lesson for us. I mean, here's the deal. Look, if you want to make millions of millions and millions of dollars selling fitness programs. Here's the model. Make it look cool. Make it look fun. Doesn't matter what the workout really is. Uh, as long as it's fun and hard, you're going to be okay. You're going to sell a lot. Now, Well, this has always been the battle. I mean, this has been the battle as personal trainers worldwide know, like uh, to sell to your client. Like, look, we're going to have to do the stuff that isn't that fun. We're going to have to have legit rest periods so you actually build strength so we can put you in to you know a, a new level like we can get you somewhere instead of just having you spin your wheels all the time until in, the inevitable burnout. This it's, is this is because we place most of our value that the average person who doesn't understand exercise programming places most of the value of a workout on its calorie burn. So when people look at workouts and I know this because you go to gyms and you see cardio listing the machines will tell you how much calories you burn per hour. Or people will ask me, which one burns the most calories? We place all of our value on the calorie burn. Now, I'm going to give you, let you in on a little secret. If you want to burn the most amount of calories for an hour, just go run. No joke. Now, that's not doesn't mean it's the most valuable overall. It just means it burns the most calories. Burning calories while you work out is one factor you should consider 
in terms of whether or not a workout is effective. And it's only one small factor. It's not even, yeah, as I say, it's not even one of the top factors. No, you want to look at how is your body adapting? What does that adaptation look like? Now, you can burn 600 calories in an hour of just moving like crazy, but what if you had a faster metabolism to where you were burning 600 calories every day just because your metabolism was faster? Well, that, to me, sounds like a far better adaptation. That comes from building muscle and getting stronger. Not only that, but how you look. Uh, would you, you can tell when a body's balanced. It just looks more aesthetic. Um, what kind of weight do you want to lose? Do you want to just lose body fat, or do you want to also have your body uh, you know, lose muscle to try to become more efficient with the calories? The workout matters, and it's not about just about the calories. The workout programming matters a shit ton, and unfortunately, we just place no value on that, or a lot of people don't. They think it's all about the calories. You know, everything that we're talking about, it's funny because that's not even the thing that bothers me the most about the company. The thing that bothers me the most, and this is my own shit, right? This is me because I grew up at a home with a with a stepfather that did every multi-level marketing business <laughs> that existed, and it was just, I hated it. I hated it to the point where I remember when I got older and he would constantly try and pitch me on the next idea, and, and of course, whenever it was, he, he knew I was in the health and fitness space. He knew that I had a lot of trainers around me and influence on clients, and it was always trying to recruit me to do it, and- you know, I, I hated him. And I'd always tell him, Dad, like, you know, the people that make the most money are the people at the top of this pyramid, Dad. So when you're ready to create a pyramid, like, talk to me. Otherwise, I want nothing to do with this MLM shit, nor do I want to be trying to get people to do this all the time. And this is something that Beachbody did incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not the only one in the fitness space that, that did it very well. You, you got like Herbalife, one of the biggest companies ever, yes. multi-level marketing. It's an easy space to prey on. Yes. Yeah. Think about that. Now, why is fitness and health for multi-level marketing um, so easy to prey on? Well, you're dealing with uh, the illusion of doing good. So first off, if I have a multi-level marketing company that's selling like refrigerators or makeup, um, which those exist as well, um, you you're, you have to kind of if you if you're if you have any kind of conscious, you think to yourself like, okay, what am I doing for the world that's good? Now, if I'm selling nutritional supplements or if I'm selling fitness programs, oh, I'm doing good. I'm helping people. This is good. It also preys on a health food. Yes, and it also preys on a community that's uh, there's a large uh, segment that are insecure. A lot of people that get into fitness and make it a career are people who've dealt with their own insecurities to begin with. So now you're just preying on those people again and being like, hey. Do what you love, help people out, and get rich fast and easy well, by doing by you know enrolling in our multi level marketing. Well, program. to that point, it also does this. Like when you, when any of you that have been pitched by somebody who's running an MLM, you know the first thing that you want to see is their paychecks or their success, right? Because it's like, oh, if I'm going to get into an MLM and try to make money, I want to know that my buddy who's pitching this to me, he's already made tens of thousands or millions of dollars, and I see his Lamborghini, his big house, and like that's what sells me. Mm-hmm. It's not the the phone service or whatever MLM thing that he's a part of. It's that he's been successful. I know him, so now I'm bought in. Well, how much easy? How easy is that to do that in the fitness space? Mm-hmm. All I need is a fit-looking person to pitch this. And they're going to have a hell of a time like getting people. It's going to be easy for them because they have the look. You've got, you've got a fit body. You look healthy. And now you all I have to do is get you to pitch my product. And people are going to see you and go like, oh, look, she looks amazing. Mm. 
oh, it must be from these shakes. Oh, it must be from these this workout program. I'm going to try this workout program. Mm. So it's it's a great model for this space. It's why shreds dominated so well. It's also why, and to answer the, the I can drop this right now, even though this has nothing to do with Beachbody, but I get asked this all the time because I've openly come out and said that I don't care for the company first form. This is part of their model with their supplement sales. That's mm. how they, they use an MLM type of scheme to grow the business, and they've been very good at it. And they go and recruit popular people that have large followings that are buff and fit and sexy and look good, and they get them to push their supplements. Mm -hmm. Even though we all know damn well that those people didn't get to that point looking that way right. because of these supplements. They were already that way, then they were recruited by this company. There's no difference than, than Beachbody. Beachbody goes out, find, the guy in this video when we're watching this body beast I can I guarantee, other than shooting for this this video, that dude did never tr never train that way to look that way. He's mm -hmm. he has put some time under the iron, probably training pretty well for a long time to get the physique he has, mm -hmm. and they're just using him for the marketing purposes. And then we all buy into it, believing that oh, he must this is a great workout. Look how amazing he yeah, looks. Yeah, the way the way it works for the 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 Beachbody coaches, and I just went on their website. Um, you sign up for a fee for $40. So if you want to be a, a coach, you, you pay 40 bucks, And then you pay $15.95 a month, which gives you access to the website, training, reporting, personal development content, and all that stuff. Um, and, and, and now they're going to say it's not a pyramid scheme. It's not a, No, that's that's actually the, the description of a of an MLM. Now, a majority of the revenue doesn't come from those fees. A majority of the revenue comes from these people who they're coaches or whatever that are selling selling their products mm. but let's do the math here on their own site their beach body coach network has over 400,000 members wow. 400,000 members paying $16 a month each how much is that in annual revenue what is someone do the math for me that's 400,000 times 16 bucks a month yeah that's 6 million dollars in just reoccurring revenue alone Every single month, wow. just from their those Trainer, coaches, killing it. Just from the coaches, six million a month. So that's not including, of course, whatever products they push and sell and all that stuff. So it is definitely uh, a big piece uh, of their model, um, and you know the supplements that they sell. Well, and, and imagine too if we enlist, you know, four hundred thousand coaches. Like, the, what are the qualifications to become a coach? Right. Do you need any experience as a person? I actually was at the uh, dermatologist just this last visit uh, for my psoriasis. And, you know, where she's like, oh, what do you do for work? And I'm telling her about the podcast. She's like, oh, that's so great. She's like, I actually just started as a beach body coach. Oh, no. <laughs> I, Males like, on chocolate. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm wow. like, oh, great. We're going to do an episode on that real she, soon here. Was she, <laughs> was she trying to tell you how awesome the shakes are? And how you oh, no. It? She knew better than to try and pitch it uh, to pitch it to me whatsoever. Because she had, she had no background in it. You know, yeah. she's, she had no background in nutrition, no background in exercise whatsoever. Well, you can tell that's not the value. I mean, you, you can't even get like we were trying to look for the actual format of the workouts and like how they outlined all these like acute variables and what exactly was included wasn't even in the package. You had to go download it on yeah. off the Internet. Right. Yeah, OK, they so here, shit about here's it. here's the thing that, that, that needs to be considered here. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to demonize anyone. OK, but when uh, Adam, Justin and myself write a program or co-write a program, because there are programs that we've written with other people when we felt like we needed outside expertise. Again, that highlights, by the way, the integrity that we write these with. Like if we're going to write a strongman-inspired workout, you better fucking believe we're going to take a actual strongman 
and write the program with them. If we're going to write a correctional exercise program, you better fucking believe we're going to work with the best correctional exercise specialists that we know. Now, could we write those programs by ourselves? Totally. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But our integrity will not allow us to do that because why? Our vast experience, you got to understand one thing here, our media experience, the podcast experience, pales in comparison to the experience we have training thousands of people, either directly or indirectly through training other trainers. That is the most, that is what we value more than anything, by far. We value that more than, in fact, when we do these live events and we meet people and we talk to people, it's awesome because we can see the people that we're impacting. So when we create programs, our number one idea and goal is not how do we get this program to sell to the most people? It, it really isn't. Now, of course, that's a factor because otherwise the business would not uh, be here if we didn't sell programs and profit. But the number one thing is how can we get, how can we get the people that buy this program the best results and the best good results long-term mm -hmm. with integrity? Because I could 100% write our programs in ways that make them flashier, yeah. create them and make them more marketable. Get you to lose weight quickly. Oh, let me tell you, uh, our marketing team several times now has had long discussions and debates with us, and we won't budge on this, on writing programs specifically. They want us to write, no, just write a program just for women. And I say to them, what's the difference between one for women and one for men? Unless we're writing like a pregnancy program, what's the difference between men and women? They're like, oh, it's, it's so easy to market. This is the way you market. We're like, no. That's against our integrity. And yes, we'll sell more programs, but at the end of the day, I identify, if I identify with anything, I identify as being a trainer more first, first and foremost. And a good trainer always has their clients' best intentions in mind, not just getting them to sign up and buy more sessions or buy more programs. And so that's the way we wrote the programs. And I can tell you this much right now, looking through the Beachbody programs, they were not written by people with that in mind. They were written by with with the intention of just selling as many as possible, and it works. People buy them, but the workouts are not long term effective programs. They have they don't have ad, ad, they don't have adaptation in mind. It's always hard to make this argument with somebody who's gone through something and seen results. And it's and it's like I don't know how many times I have to explain this that. If you were not exercising before and you were making bad food choices and you weren't really doing much and you switch and you and you all of a sudden decide to buy one of these programs and you start making better food choices, no fucking shit you're going to see results. Like 100% you're going to see results. It has, But it has nothing to do with the programming. It's so hard to convince people, though, that it wasn't the program that got you there. It wasn't because Beachbody got you involved in this program why you have all these results. It's because you weren't doing anything before. And now and, you're moving. And now you're moving. And yeah. you're probably making better food choices because you're exercising, mm -hmm. right? That's it. it has, right. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's better than what you were doing before, um, but not for long. And what I mean by that is if, if your programming is not uh, appropriate and if it's not well done, your body will adapt, stop adapting, and then if you keep pushing it with the same mentality, so if I use the mentality of P90X or Insanity or what, what their other programs, then my body stops responding. My next step is to go harder and faster, right. and then it stops responding again, and then the next step, harder and faster. And then what ends up happening, because in order to go harder and faster consistently without really focusing on the workout programming, getting your body to adapt uh, you know, in scientific ways and ways that are favorable. The only way to keep that up is to continue to elevate your motivation, 
Now, here's a secret about motivation. Mm. It's not a permanent feeling. I don't care who you are. Yep. Motivation is a terrible... Uh, it needs a, to be fed daily. It's, it's a terrible thing to rest your laurels on. If you just focus on motivation at some point, you're going to stop. You're going to burn out, hurt yourself, or just get bored. And, and what, here's what ends up happening. You do one you know, program, and it's, you know, it's P90X. And you do that, you do that, and you get results. And you're like, okay, fuck, I got, I, I'm stopping. I need something else. I need something new. You go through the program. Oh, there's a cowboy workout one. That looks like fun. I'm going to do that one. You do that. Oh, shit, what do I do? I'm bored now. It's not working for me. Now I'm burnt out. I don't want to work out anymore. And you go the, on the wagon, off the wagon, mm-hmm. where you work out and you don't work out, which is the vast majority of people that yeah. work out. The vast majority of people do not have a consistent exercise practice. And a big part of that is because the way they were applying exercise in the first place encourages that kind of a habit. You can't possibly sustain or continue on that path because it's not the right path. It just doesn't work. So if you want long-term success, at some point you have to move out of the, I'm just moving more and eating less uh, phase, which I get that's the first place people start. But at some point, if you want to keep going and really get the physique you want long term, forever, with less effort, you got to move out of that. That's that's like phase one, right? That's step one. Yeah. Step one, move more, eat less. Step two, let's start to do things right now. Well, this is why I love that you you gave the analogy with the processed foods or the, the healthy processed foods because it's it's a good example too because somebody who's eating Taco Bell and Jack in the Box and McDonald's every day, multiple times a day, and they don't care at all about their food. If you all of a sudden stop, start buying the healthy cereal and the low-fat this, and the, you're going to be in a better place than what you were just mm-hmm. shoveling fast food down your face. But it's still you're, that's still the first step in that direction. And so. it's not a long-term step. Right. It's, it's, a, it's not a long-term step. It's hard. Uh, I have yet to find anybody achieve real lifelong health and fitness success, eating entirely, having a diet entirely comprised of packaged and processed, uh, quote unquote, healthy foods. It's not, it's, it's no different than somebody who went from drinking soda to going to diet soda. Okay. That's one step. You've cut your calories. The next step though is to value foods aside from just their taste and maybe just drink water and, and that kind of stuff. And so that's kind of what we're looking at. Again, like I, and I know, again, I could, I could, almost with 100% confidence predict how these programs are created. They sat yeah. in, a, in a boardroom. Okay, what's the what's the market look like? How are we going to put this together? Who's the model? What are the videos going to look like? How are we going to advertise it? How are we going to market it? And at the very end, they're like, all right, quick, put together a workout that we could film. Well, it's just, it's unfortunate because people don't really know any different. Like they know, they think that this is the formula uh, to, you know, get them in shape or to, you know, have them lose the weight, uh, that this is their only option out there. And they don't realize there's a more effective, more efficient, more optimal way to work out that's actually going to be more sustainable long term. It's just not highlighted. The science of exercise physiology is not something that people are very much aware of. It's not marketed. It's not it's not in, you know, the general household doesn't know uh, you know, how to train the body to where your muscles actually adapt and they get stronger and then they actually need a specific amount of rest period in order to you know get stronger and grow and there's there's an actual formula to this like that has been proven but is just not in the public eye no and again if you're the best workout programs that i've seen um in the fitness space that are really well written and put together are the ones that are designed for um power lifters 
Olympic lifters, you know, those types of programs. And the reason being is because they have to, they're tested through competition. Right. And so a crappy powerlifting program quickly disappears because people are Listen, we're not doing the, better. We're not the only people that write good programs. We talk about it all the time. You have the Ben Pikolskis, the Lane Nortons, the Mike Matthews, the Jordan Shallows. Jordan Shallows. There's yeah. there's lots of people that that understand programming and write and write good programs. This is just not one of them. No. Yeah. Beachbody is not a a it, they did not make their money because they wrote good programs that really help people at all. That is not why they were successful. There's many other reasons why this company was really successful, and that is not one of they them. They feed into what people expect. And I, this is the same argument we have with group classes in general. It's an experience. It's something that people go in, they want something out of it, very specific things they want out of it. That's why they have test groups, like you mentioned, and they base it all around what the consumer actually wants ver- instead of what's actually right. prescribing what's right and what they need. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this, though. Um, you know, I've seen their programs in the past. I'm very familiar with some of the programs because <laughs> clients have brought them to me. You know, when they first started hiring me, I know you guys, we all talked about it. Um, but before we did this episode, we we bought um, some of their programs because we wanted to make sure that we were accurate um, with our opinion. And I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, when I opened up and looked at these programs, um, I, from a business standpoint, um, I got excited. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Yeah. When, 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 you, when you're in a space and you're trying to do well in a particular space and you look at your the top competitor and you see that it's nothing, nothing to be like excited about, nothing to be to learn from. Yeah. Like I'm looking at it and I'm going, wow, like this is a wide open. I mean, this is a billion dollar space that they're a billion dollars in their business. And this isn't, I mean, all we have to do is figure out how to outmarket them and out sexy them because mm-hmm. that's what they crush that's everybody. That's what they mastered. Yeah. But other than that, it was, uh, I was a little bit, I, I think I had, different expectations being that big i thought okay let's you know let's let's look at this and maybe we'll we'll be surprised because they they sell so well and unfortunately uh <laughs> that wasn't the case at all so this is a wide open space i hope i hope we can impact more people in ways that are you know that we know to be positive uh, and, and and make our mark in this space and I mean, we'll see what happens. I just don't think there's a lot of competition, I guess. Maybe maybe that's the case. No, I don't know. No, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. they've, they've already, I mean, they're already a billion-dollar company. They're not worried about going back and writing their programs to be more effective. It doesn't need to be more effective. It's like trying to convince Chips Ahoy or Oreo uh, when some news comes out that cookies make you fat and are bad for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To switching their recipe to healthier food or healthier cookies. If it like, ain't broken, don't yeah, fix it. Yeah, they're going to laugh at you. Like, well, why, the, like why, do, why? I don't care. That you're, that right, you're right. You're right. Because imagine if uh, Beachbody came out with like a big press release and spent a lot of money on the fact that they have new trainers. Right programming and writing the best most scientifically accurate you know and effective workouts they wouldn't make any more money they wouldn't they no. wouldn't now They'd waste more on making that happen they would now uh, we try to consistently educate with our podcast which makes i think our programs possible because <laughs> otherwise yeah. it would be very difficult to compete with good workout programming uh to, with something like theirs which is a lot of flash and a lot of marketing and so I'll, I guess to sum it up, I'll say this. Uh, excellent marketing, excellent packaging, a lot of fun, um, terrible workout programming. If you want long-term uh, success, 
Um, any trainer with experience will tell you the exact same thing I'm saying. I'm not saying this because. And if you're if you're if you're doing it right now and you're listening, it's not like we're we're not trying to shame anybody like that. It's just you need to move out of it. No, you know, mm-hmm. finish your. There's program, other options. Is move all the we're fuck out of say. it. Yeah. Move, yeah, move out of it. You 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 took the first step, which is great, which is getting yourself exercising and moving and making better choices, which, you know, we commend you for doing that, but, you know, evolve past that. Yep. Get out of the processed food and move into your whole natural foods, uh, which in this case would be real uh, workout programming designed by people uh, who actually have trained lots and lots of people, something that's going to give you long-term sustainable success that keeps in mind how the body adapts, understands how muscles actually build, understands how the body burns body fat, um, and understands how to make something so that it's actually sustainable and not just driven by intensity, hype, um, and you know the uh, short-lasting uh, motivation. And with that, go to mindpumpfree.com, download our guides. They're all absolutely free. Um, you can also find us all on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.